Hi there, welcome to the Isogo TV podcast from isogostrong.com. I'm your host, Becky Hammond, and you and I, we gather here on this podcast to fixate on strength in our families and on our teams. Because when we can start from a place where we assume strength, we can make the relationships around us easier. This is episode 126, and today we get to jump into a three-part mini-series on well-being together. These days, as uncertainty continues to persist, we're, we're all kind of carrying around an additional level of stress that weighs on us. Uh, sometimes it's hard to recognize it until you really stop and observe. It's there, it's an extra weight, and it's challenging our feelings of well-being at every level. In this series, we're gonna chat about what we can do about it, how we can practically impact and improve our sense of well-being, the strengths perspective, and specifically the Clifton Strengths Strengths Finder language, can really help you get there. Over the past several months, since the onset of the impact of COVID-19 around the world, leaders, spouses, parents, team members, coaches, friends—they've opened their thoughts and behaviors to me to share how they're really doing and what they're doing to cope, to be well. The best are fighting for well-being in three key ways. So in this episode, it's just you and me chatting about these three key influencers on well-being. I'll share what I'm seeing, some great stories of strengths-based well-being, and my own experience in what it looks like to try and fail and try again. So let's dive into this first episode on well-being by using strengths. Hello, everyone. Uh, we are going to do this a little differently today. I'm just going to pretend like I'm interviewing myself. Isn't that great? <laughs> Typically when uh, we do kind of more of a, a teacher kind of learner style, uh, one of these podcasts, uh, I um, talk right to camera and um, have something kind of pretty well scripted and outlined. And today I just wanted to chat with you about kind of an introduction here to this little mini series on well-being. And um, we are going to talk today about some things that I have been noticing um, over the last several months. I would say, what are we? We're uh, recording August. Hopefully uh, you're listening to this in September sometime or after of 2020. And for the past six months or so, um, I've had the privilege and honor of working with some amazing leaders, as well as just um, having people show up and share their stories here. And um, one of the themes that have come up is how the best of the best are using their strengths to commit to a sense of well-being. Um, and I will be the first to say that it doesn't always, it doesn't always happen. It's like, it's like a constant pattern of um, trying and falling short and trying and falling short. But as long as we kind of have, um, have well-being in our sights and we feel equipped, um, that's one of the things that I learned from, especially from a lot of the interviews is, you know, with our strengths, we can feel more equipped to feel more well, to have a greater sense of well-being. Um, you know, the statistics potentially that people who get to live in their strength zone every day um, have uh, are three times more likely to report a sense of well-being in their lives. Um, and it's because not only are they getting to do fun things because they're doing things that energize them through their strengths, the things that fill them up, 
um, but also potentially because they are using their strengths to be well. Um, and so what I've noticed over the last, um, you know, like I said, six or seven months or so, is that there are three kind of main categories of places that people are the best of the best are using their strengths to pursue well-being. Um, and those are uh, by taking a timeout uh, according to their strengths, not like a timeout, like sit on the chair because you did something bad, timeout. Can you tell, can you tell that we have young children? Um, but taking the time out and, and doing it by strength. Um, it's going to look different for different per people because you have a different filter of the world through your, uh, your, through your strengths. Um, I use the Clifton Strengths language, so I will say through your top five strengths or through your dominant strengths. Um, the second is to connect by strength. So this is all about the people that are around you and the way that you connect with them. And then the third is about moving by strength. So this is about your physical body and moving your physical body. And it's not going to look the same for you as it does to the person next to you, depending on how you're wired, what your filter of the world is. Um, and in my, uh, my perspective through your top five strengths. So that's how we're going to, we're going to talk about it here through your uh, lens of your Clifton strengths. Um, so, uh, throughout this episode, as we chat about these things, just as I was brainstorming, just some really great examples from people that I have spoken with either um, through a coaching relationship or a friend relationship or through this strengths and crisis series, which if you haven't caught that, you should definitely, um, definitely go back and catch that starting at episode 109. And I will try to also mention the episodes if, if I'm um, referencing a story from somebody who we got to chat with here on the podcast. So um, the first key of uh, using your strengths to be well is using your strengths in a timeout. Like I said, it's not a punishment timeout, but um, more like a breath, like a breather, like um, taking a moment, an intentional regular break to refuel and to reset and to center yourself um, I think about um, in episode 115, we got to hear from Melissa Jill, and she is a business owner and um, she is in a very tough business uh, industry right now in the wedding industry. And as everything kind of began to crumble, um, she, she admitted that she was feeling like, uh, I think she said she threw herself a pity party for at least a week um, and just was really feeling discouraged by everything that was happening. Um, and she set aside intentional time to look for sparks. So Melissa uh, operates from the lens of an activator. And so she thrives in creating sparks and being sparked. And so um, she set some time aside. I think it was like a Thursday or a Friday and had this amazing idea and then sparked an entire new um, product for her business. Um, and that was because of a timeout of intentional time set aside to do something that she wasn't otherwise going to do. I also think about uh, a gal that I have had the privilege of starting to coach recently. Um, she's an amazing leader and um, kind of is in, I would say a middle management role. And she realized that in her work, especially over the last few months, um, she just wasn't happy. She's not, was not in a happy professional place. And so what she did was she took intentional time to be coached. I mean, you know, might be a selfless plug a little bit. Um, 
I didn't mean for it to be that way. It just feels like it's coming out that way. Um, but it's, uh, she wanted to look for a happy place, happier place professionally. Um, and what we've discovered is that was driven by her belief strength, um, that there was a mismatch between what she's doing every day and how she's wired. And, you know, because she couldn't change her job right now, sometimes that's not possible, though you can dream about what, what might lie ahead that's different. Um, she realized that by taking this time out, she realized that she could um, have, get that belief, that core need fulfilled in another way. And only by taking a time out, which her husband highly encouraged because he said, you got to be happier or stop talking about it. I've been there for sure. Um, I also think about um, our friend Aaron Passens over in episode 111, um, just talking about, you know, feeling like, man, I, I don't get to be myself, like strategic, woo, like these things have been robbed for me, especially there at the beginning when everything was, in, was uh, incredibly uncertain and when it kind of felt like, well, when things go back to normal, um, we don't get to think like that anymore. Um, uh, but she talked about just, you know, having, getting a opening a bottle of wine and talking with her husband and debriefing. And it makes me think of, um, just strong communication strength, strong relator strength. And when she's feeling low in some of these other areas, kind of pulling up on, on leaning into some of these other things, communication and relator, and just sitting down and having meaningful conversations, taking the time out to do that. That probably also connects with our uh, second key as well, which is to connect with people around you. Um, and then my final example here that I could think of was about, um, uh, was from Anna Runyon, who is uh, the CEO of a successful online career business. And she um, just talked about taking a professional timeout and a breath to refocus. She's one of those people, high focus, high achiever. She's one of these people who is like extremely goal oriented. Um, and she realized like these goals that we set at the beginning of the year, aren't going to cut it for the, for Q2 of 2020. And so she took a timeout literally with her team just said, okay, guys, we're refocusing on, um, keeping ourselves well and, um, serving our customers. And, um, that has proven to be an amazing, um, reset and a refocus for her. So, um, those are some of the examples from our, uh, from this, this first key to well-being by strength is timeout. And you realize like, this does not look the same for everybody. Um, this, this timeout, this recentering, this, this regular breaks to refuel looks different for one set of strengths compared to another set of strengths. So, um, you know, it might not sound very resetting to you to, you know, attend a class and try to find a spark. You know, if you are high intellection or high other thinking strengths, you might just say, you know what, I just need a break to like be in my head for a little while and not have to be with all the people that suddenly I'm working with and living with every day. Um, so that timeout is going to be according to your strengths. All right. The second key is about connection. So connecting to other people, uh, but by using your strengths. So it's going to look different depending on who your set, uh, what your set of strengths are. Um, and so this has to do with um, building, continuing to build authentic, vulnerable relationships with the people who are closest to you. And what does that look like, especially in a time of uncertainty and crisis to pursue community well-being, to pursue family well-being? Um, I think of the very first interview with of the Strengths in Crisis series with Tyann Osborne and um, just her reflection about even, even preparing for that 
conversation that we got to have. She sat on the porch watching deer out in the plains of Texas uh, with her husband and saying, you know, how, how am I using my strengths to thrive or survive during this time when I'm not able to position them in one way or another like I like I usually do. Um, and, you know, I was actually thinking through her strengths and maybe Ty, you can, you can comment in on that, but I was even just thinking about this, this maximizer. Um, you know, she talked about having to you having to maximize other things besides, you know, her, um, her speaking business that she runs. Um, and even just that, like sitting on the front porch and just thinking like, how can we be better? How can, um, how can I, how can I use these strengths to be, to get us to a different level? Um, and since that episode, she has uh, done some of the things that she had talked about, like moving and uh, creating a different way of life because of what uh, some of this uncertainty that's been going on. So congrats to you on that, Ty. That was, uh, that was episode 109. Um, I also think of some close friends of ours who uh, they together are a couple who are strong in belief and woo and restorative. And... Um, a couple times over this summer, since I got a little bit safer to be together, um, we've got some random messages that just said, hey, can we stop by? Stopping by a cabin in the woods takes a little bit of effort, <laughs> like a two hour out of your way effort. Um, and it just was a really beautiful example to me of using their strengths, like, man, we got to be with people, this woo thing. We uh, believe in the power of friendship for each other. Um, and so we got to be with people. And so just reaching out, kind of putting themselves out there. We could say no, you know, um, but they, they put themselves out there and said, can we stop by? And they have. Um, I think of uh, the conversation that Murray and Guest and I got to have together in episode 114. Uh, he talked about having um, daily afternoon backgammon uh, games with his with his wife, Tammy, um, doing a question jar with his family. And to me, both of those experiences during this time, um, as he's pursuing community well-being and family well-being, scream of his relator strength. Like, man, yeah, let's let's use our strengths to be well. Let me uh, provide deep one-on-one -on -one connection like I'm wired to do through my relator strengths. Um, I also think of uh, David, my husband, also has high relator. And over these last several months, as he has jumped into a new role, completely new career, um, even though it's virtual, he has used his strengths to find a best friend at work. Um, and just the way he's naturally going to, to be and to do because he is a high relator. He's going to have a best friend at work. And these Two guys, they have daily chats together about what they're doing, what they're missing. And might I also add that they are um, a pretty cool strengths partnership. They have, um, they have very complementary strengths, as in opposite strengths. <laughs> so uh, that also makes it val valuable to both of them as well. And then lastly, I think of our episode 113 with Amanda Flisher. Um, and just I was just pretty awestruck by the communication that she talked about having with her husband as their world started to collide. Someone like her who's always worked from home, and now she has a high school teacher husband who is also working from home, and of course their kids being there, and the communication and connection that it that it took to um, now not only run a household, but to run both their businesses from their house. So um, that's about, that's the connection. And again, once again, you notice that it's the, the way that people connect has to do with the lens of their strengths. 
um, the things that are naturally true about them, the, the ways that they naturally feel and think and behave, that's the way that they're pursuing well-being. Um, it's, it's probably not going to be my way of pursuing well-being to like, randomly tell, ask people if I can stop by. Um, because that's it just social variability is not one of those huge things for um, connection. Um, but I'll, I'll share a little later about some of the ways that, that actually are through my lens of strengths. Um, and so you're going to connect with others through your strengths, but that is going to be a huge part of your well-being, the way that you continue to connect and build vulnerable relationships. So that's uh, the first one was taking an intentional time out through your strengths, by your strengths. And the second is connecting with others through your strengths and by your strengths. And then the third is about movement. So we're talking about like physical body movement. So this is all has to do with your physical well-being, though, um, as you know, if you have ever felt like you have been in a really good physical place or uh, a really poor physical place, you know how much that affects your mental and emotional and even spiritual well-being as well. Um, cause our bodies are just such a huge part of our psyche as well. Um, and so this is all about investing in your physical body that also lends to your, your mental state as well. Um, I think of, so there's, there's one episode that I think of recently. This was actually not a part of our strengths in crisis series. This was a part of the leaders who give a damn series about lockdown leadership and the five themes that the best leaders are showing right now. Like those leaders that you're like, wow, you are still thriving, even though there is so much uncertainty all around us. That is, uh, those leaders exhibited these five themes that Murray Guest and I have had the privilege of kind of siphoning through everything that we've been learning from the leaders that are around us. And one of them was about self-care and well-being. And a story that Murray shared about one of his leaders was about helmet time. So for this particular guy, he, um, he had, he, I think, I think the story goes that Murray and him were having a virtual coaching conversation. And Murray said, Oh, there's a bike in your background. And he's like, Oh yeah, that's my bike, but I haven't really gotten to use it in a while. And Murray said, why? And he said, well, because I'm busy. And then he said, well, what happens when you're riding your bike? He's like, Oh, well, you know, yeah, it's like a physical thing, but man, I get to clear my head and think. And, and Murray said, well, what would it look like to you to put that back in? And, um, the report back was he had been, um, adding that back into his lifestyle and his, his daily I mean, sorry, his weekly routine and that helmet time, that time inside the helmet was so good, not just for his body, but for his mind as well. Uh, and then there's a few other examples that, that just came to my mind from my, just from previous life of, uh, of previous life, <laughs> this continuous life that I have been living, uh, that has to do with um, some of the, some friends that I've just been impressed with how they've used their strengths to get them up and moving. So I have a friend named Angela, who is one of my very first mentors in strengths. Um, it just does some amazing work, actually works with strengths and athletes. Um, and she has all these amazing relationship strengths. And she realized like setting her alarm or even having an accountability partner, those things like weren't the best for her. The, the accountability partner, I think she would say that works pretty well too. Um, but if she didn't have that, that she was really, it was just wasn't motivating for her. It wasn't fun. Just get out there. Um, even when she lived in like a beautiful place like San Diego. And so, uh, I remember when seeing a picture one time 
And she had taken a picture on her run in this amazing beach setting. And she had written on her hand the names of people that she was thinking about and praying for as she was running. And that was motivating for her because of this amazing set of relationship strengths that she has. That was what was motivating. That what was getting her body to move. Um, I also think of my good friend, Kimberly, who um, just has high woo, high communication, and some of her best times are, you know, it's the accountability of getting out there. But even during this time where it's been difficult to try to spend time with people, she has uh, engaged with another neighborhood friend and done social distance walking. Um, She has high woo, high communication, like I said, and um, just kind of used those things to to fuel getting up in the morning, to fuel a, an, ex, an experience of getting her body, her physical body moving. And of course, that kind of goes back up to key number two as well of continuing those meaningful connections with people. Um, but doing it all, doing it all through, through strength, even if you have to do it at, you know, six feet away. Um, and then finally, I think of um, a, an amazing woman who works in a medical facility that I have had the privilege of working with over the past, um, I don't know, it's probably been six or seven years now. And her name is Jill and she is like hard charging, executing strengths plus maximizer. So if you know anything about strengths, you know that like this like this is a powerful combination. Um, and her morning routine is second to none. And she's been doing it faithfully over and over for uh, many, many years, uh, driven by discipline and responsibility and achiever. Um, and of course that maximizer, um, seeing what could, what's good, but what could be better. Um, and her, so her morning routine um, is what she does in order to move her body, um, to invest in this physical part of well-being. So those are the stories for move. So we talked about the the three keys of well-being, especially in this time of crisis, to re- rethinking about what is it that's going to contribute to my well-being in times that continue to be uncertain. Well, it's going to be our timeout, our connection with others, and our movement in our bodies. Um, and you're going to do each of those in a different way, depending on how you are wired through your strengths. Um, and so as we close up here, I just wanted to, um, to lay to bear the, the ways that I have done this. Um, I, I, you know, I was feeling like, well, if I'm going to say that people who are doing this well are doing this, I should see, am I doing this well myself? And, um, there've been some, there's been, there's, there've been some, um, successes and some things to celebrate. And there have also been some things like, mm, falling short, squeezing out the things that really make me feel well based on my strengths. So my top five strengths from the Clifton Strengths, the Clifton Strengths Finder, it's called, it's called now, are achiever, arranger, learner, belief and connectedness. So that's kind of like um, mostly executing, a little bit of thinking, tiny bit of relationship. And then also followed by things that, that do seem to come up a lot like discipline, competition, and intellection. Those are things that really, they, they are starving. They seem hungry a lot. And so I need to feed them. Um, and so the timeout, I, this is the one that I would say gets the most crunched, gets the least amount of attention. I mean, you know, uh, if you've been around for a little while, you know that we have five kids who are 
nine and under, so nine, seven, five, three, and 10 months, actually, just, just turned. And that just ends up, you know, and I run my business from home, and now David works from home, which actually is probably makes more opportunity for timeouts. Uh, but this last summer, I've just been realizing um, how much the my the physicality of my timeout really matters. Um, I've been able to do some ceramics, um, like you know, like throwing on a potter's wheel ceramics. It's something that I did in my previous life. Uh, started in '01 and probably did it for 13 years before all of a sudden had kids, I guess, and moved around the world and just just didn't make it a priority. And I've been able to do that here, and I've realized just how much. Um, how much joy that gives me and how much refueling that gives me to there's something about having my hands in clay and in dirt and giving my mind space to think and process um, has been amazing. So that's that kind of that intellection piece. And then also I've also listened to some pretty great podcasts that had nothing to do with throwing or with, uh, trying to get myself mental space. It's all about feeding that learner as we're gearing up for the next school year and taking on a new curriculum for the kids and all that. Just, um, being able to have space to listen to that. You know, I could do it while I'm doing the dishes, not quite as filling as when I'm doing ceramics. So it does help. It does help. Um, I was just talking to a strong mom group the other day and just say, you know, when people are like, yeah, well, I know what this one, this strength needs, it needs time, <laughs> time to think. Like that's hard to come by these days with little kids. Um, and we just talked through, you know, what does that look like to, um, to take advantage of all the little moments of timeouts? So maybe you want your timeout to look like a weekend retreat away, but maybe what it can look like is getting up five minutes earlier. Or maybe what it can look like is while you are, you know, sweeping floors or doing dishes or putting the kids to bed, you just have those moments where you say, okay, these are, these are moments that are free to me for my brain, at least, and for my, for my mind. And so how can I take advantage of those things to refuel and reset and recenter? Um, all right. And then the next one is about connection. So for me, um, this one has been a little easier. I, I don't know why this, this last several months, uh, maybe just because I need it. Um, I have high connectedness. So to me, um, all these, relationships that I've kept with different people um, are really important to me. So maybe in a time of crisis, it feels even more important. Um, high belief kind of getting in there as well for just um, human life and human value. And of, of course, people I love their value. So I've been doing, I don't know if you guys heard of Voxer, the Voxer app. I've been doing that with um, some friends and a regular Zoom connect with some friends. That's been really great which interestingly, right, we could have done this all along, but we haven't. So let's just count that as a, a plus and a bonus for a time that otherwise has given us a lot of challenge. One-on-one <laughs> uh, -on -one dates with the kids. I've taken them out to do ceramics uh, and things like that. Laundry folding dates with David is one thing that came to mind. So we have seven people in our family, lots of laundry, and both of us have very little desire or um, love of that part of daily life. And so what we've done since we've been here at the cabin, log cabin, is um, we've had Tuesday and Friday night laundry dates. So we do it's super awesome motivation. So that's high, high achiever right there. Super awesome motivation to get the 
laundry done through the day, push it through, but don't have to do anything. Don't have to fold it or anything. Just like push it through, push it through, push it through. And then, um, and then we get to connect by folding laundry and maybe watching Netflix or chatting. Um, I know it sounds like I can't, the 20 year old me would be like, wow, you have an amazing life that you have <laughs> laundry dates. But to me, just, it fills, it fills a spot that achiever, that arranger, like fitting it all in. Um, and then also feeds my husband's relator as well. And then, uh, I also, have, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 or so weeks ago, um, became a part of a book club and I'm leading the next book. So that's been cool. Um, I would say learner definitely fuels that as well as connectedness, just because it's super cool that we're all coming from different places and, um, are reading the same book and trying to get something out of it. And then finally, the last key is about moving. Um, so that's the four we've been trying this last, I think it's been four or five weeks now. Uh, doing a 4.30 wake up. David has started, is working East Coast hours, so he starts at six. So that's just kind of been the only place that we can find to really commit to moving our bodies. So we've been doing it. Of course, we've gone to bed earlier, which I've never been good at, but um, when you get up at 4.30 a few days in a row, you start getting more tired at night, so go figure. Um, and that, like I said, also kind of feeds that physical and mental and spiritual side, because I'm up, I'm I'm centered and grounded, not only in my body, but in my soul before, um, before the rest of the house gets up. And uh, I don't know, where will my strengths come in there? I think competition a little bit, like he's getting out of bed, I'm getting out of bed. Um, discipline, for sure. Um, achiever loves getting something done right away. So those are the motivators there for uh, moving my body by strength. So. There's examples from me and from some amazing leaders, coaches, consultants, friends, um, parents, moms, fathers, spouses that uh, you have been able to hear from a little bit today. Some real practical uh, examples of what people have done to use their strengths to pursue well-being, even during a time of uncertainty and a time of ongoing crisis. So I would love to hear your examples as well. Um, what, where have you found that you've been able to pursue well-being? Or now that you're thinking through about how maybe you could pursue well-being through your strengths, what's one idea that you have that um, could help you pursue a greater sense of well-being? That you could do that through the lens of your strengths by doing more of what you love um, and, and focusing in on the way that you're naturally wired and using those things to fill you up and give you a greater sense of well-being. So that's all for today. Bye now. Your individual strengths really do impact the way you feel and the well-being you sense in your everyday life. Over the next two episodes, you'll get to hear two interviews of me conducted by Kat Rippey, who is a CEO coach, a business owner, and a mom. We dive in even further into well-being as a leader and well-being as a person who is just trying to balance it all. So I hope you check those two episodes out as well in the coming weeks. Before we sign off with each other, let's just make sure that we talk about your strengths for a quick second and this super accessible virtual coaching experience. If you don't know your top five Clifton strengths from the Strengths Finder yet, or if you do know them but haven't really done too much with them yet, these strengths of yours truly can be keys to your own well-being during this time. I'd love to help you, give you a jump start as your virtual coach in the Strengths Startup Program. 
this email coaching series from me, you'll get insights to your talents and strengths, as well as some action that you can take to make relationships easier around you. If you go over to isogostrong.com slash strengths startup, you can check it out. There are two options there. One, if you already know your top five strengths and one, if you have yet to discover them. So you can choose the track that's best for you. And because you've joined here, this Isogo TV community, please use this discount code. It's virtual coach five for $5 off. That's virtual coach and the number five for $5 off. I'd be honored to get a chance to get to know you and your strengths and help you get a kickstart to greater well-being through your top five strengths. You know, you and your strengths, they really do have the power to make a ripple effect in your family and on your team and across the entire world. The world needs your strengths. So learn them, love them, and live them in your own circles of influence. Until next time on Isogo TV.